from R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, this is The Retirement. When you retire, if you want an exciting life, you need a boring investment strategy. Matters. Listen, I'm not telling you you've got to work with an independent financial advisor, but if you don't, you will pay for it. Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Dale Smothers, and you're listening to the Retirement Matters Podcast. My hope is that you will find the information you need in every single show on how to do one of the three things, either saving more money more efficiently, planning better for your future where you can live in retirement worry-free, or my favorite, how you can live a happy and fulfilled life in this life you have been given. We know that your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it listening to this episode of The Retirement Matters Podcast. On this episode of The Retirement Matters Podcast, I bring to you a recent radio show that I did uh, that aired across Kentucky and Tennessee the weekend of Thanksgiving of 2022, uh, the market had a fairly decent week. It was a short week in the market. But all in all, what we brought to the table was a really positive pause for positivity that talks about changing your mindset. And that bled into a, a story that I told about myself learning to ski and how that your mindset must change in retirement, how that your your approach to retirement planning is different on the way down the mountain when it's just you and your skis than it is when you're on your way up the mountain where you are sitting on a chairlift designed to take you there. The stock market is definitely designed to take you to the top of the mountain, figuratively, in retirement, but it's a really terrible tool for getting you back down the mountain. Leaving your money 100% in the stock market, in the same stocks that got you to where you are in retirement, is one of the biggest mistakes we see retirees making, and we want to make sure that's not you. This episode is more of a philosophy episode than it is technical detail, Uh, but if you would like technical detail, feel free to reach out to my team. Another thing is we would love an honest review from you, the listener, about this podcast and every other podcast that we've done. Tell us a little bit about how you uh, like our approach or dislike our approach. Tell us how we can improve. Tell us even if there's something specifically you would like to talk about in future episodes. We are always open to an honest review, and we appreciate you taking the time to give us some feedback. It helps us build a better show that will reach more people in the years to come. So we hope that you find this episode of the Retirement Matters podcast not only entertaining, but educational and inspiring. Good morning to you. I hope you're doing well and that you're ready to start discussing all things retirement matters. This is a time of Thanksgiving. This time of year is one of my favorite times of year. It's time to just kind of look back, if you will, reflect on what has taken place throughout the year. The next couple of weeks are going to fly by. We're going to be up against Christmas before you know it. And too many times we forget to count our blessings. This is a time specifically dedicated to counting our blessings. Most likely, you are sitting beside of someone right now that you would consider a blessing. Maybe you've just gotten done speaking to someone that you would consider a blessing, someone that you are thankful for in your life. Have you told them that? Have you told them that through this season? Too many times we get together as family and we fail to tell our family members what they mean to us how much we value them, how much they have impacted our lives. Good and bad come from family, no doubt. But there's more good than bad. And no matter what your family has done, 
I'm confident that your family has taught you something in this life that has totally changed the way you view the world. Being able to verbalize that now and not wait until you know they're, they're in their casket and you're crying over their, their body, do that now. Do it now. Let, let's be intentional about our thinks that we give in this period of time. That is our pause for positivity. I think Thanksgiving, I was considering doing another story for the pause for positivity section, and I may still touch on that, but more than anything, let's be intentional about the thanks that we give. If we will be thankful, if we will walk through this world thankful, in our hearts, it will show on our face. If we're generous in our hearts with money, with compliments, with thanks, if we're generous with that, with the grace that we extend to others, it will show in our face it will show in our behavior, and it will definitely show in our actions that we have and our interactions with other individuals. Let's challenge one another right now to make that a priority this week coming and just see how much better the week is because of our attitude. A lot of the world that we live in today, our perception is everything. Our perception of reality skews the way we behave. I said it last week that our relationship with money determines how we spend that money. Our relationship with our life and our thankfulness for that life has a lot to do with the way that we go about our day-to-day activities. I'm a big believer in that. That leads me to this quick story that I'm going to tell you about a gentleman that I heard speaking just a few weeks ago. He was giving a speech. He is an entrepreneur of a magazine, very, very successful, very wealthy man. And in this speech, he began to touch on how the way we behave a lot of times because of our attitude, because of our actions, because of the way we perceive the world, our behavior shapes a lot of our own life. A lot of our own life is basically derived from our thoughts. And, you know, that's biblically responsible as well. The the proverb that Solomon wrote, the wisest man to ever live Solomon says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And so the speaker, he was talking about his success and everything that he had accomplished in life. But he goes back to his high school years and he goes back to his junior year. And he tells a story about taking the SAT. All the way through freshman to junior years, he was a a failure. He was everything that you would consider bad in terms of a student. Uh, This gentleman said that he never went to class. He hung out with the wrong people. He just always seemed to be getting the wrong grades at the wrong time. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time every single time. And one of the places he did not go was class. And because of that, he didn't anticipate taking his SAT. Now, let me pause for a second and tell you, if you're not familiar with the SAT, it's a standardized test that is made up of a math part and a verbal part, and it's scored out of 1,600 points. The math part is worth 800, the verbal part is worth 800, and a lot of times it's used for college entry. It's meant to tell how much acumen you have, perhaps in these two areas, verbal and math skills. It's a, it's a standardized test across the board, widely accepted in most, if not all, college in the U.S. And this gentleman began to say, I wasn't even planning on taking the test, but I was forced to take the SAT. So I sat down and I took it and didn't think anything about it. I got through it. I wasn't tickled about it. I didn't feel like I did anything special. I went home. No big deal. A couple of weeks later, 
he gets a letter, and the letter says, uh, you have scored a 1480 out of 1600. Now, again, if you're not familiar with the SAT, that is an incredible score. I'm talking a very, very high score on the SAT. A 1480 is almost genius level. So he scores a 1480 on the SAT, and this is his junior year. His parents, knowing him well enough, look at him and say, did you cheat? He said, no, I I promise I did not cheat. There was no way to actually cheat on the test. He begins to think about what do people with 1480s do? Well, they go to class. And he begins to change his behavior. He changes his behavior. He starts going to class. The people that he was hanging out with because he wasn't in class, he no longer hangs out with because now he is in class. The students begin to see a different side of him. The teachers begin to see a different side of him. And the teachers begin to talk amongst themselves and say, wait, maybe we didn't give this kid a fair shake. They begin to give him a little bit more attention. They helped him in the areas where he was deficient. And he became a very intelligent senior. He graduated, went on to a community college, and shortly after being accepted by the community college, applied to an Ivy League school where he attended and graduated from an Ivy League university, which gave him the contacts he needed to eventually become an entrepreneur of a very successful magazine, making him one of the wealthiest men in the world. Now, as time goes on, you can imagine this gentleman becomes very influential, and he changes a lot of people's lives along the way. But here's the kicker. 12 years after starting his magazine, the magazine is very successful. The magazine is, is doing the right things. It's, he's always in the right places. He's always with the right people. He is influencing the world and changing the world. He gets a letter from the SAT board, and they say that we have done a periodic review, and from time to time we do these reviews, and we just want to let you know that we were in error when we sent these scores to you almost 20 years ago now. We sent these scores to you in error, and you were one of 13 people that year that got the wrong score. We are wanting to let you know that your score was not a 1480. It was a 740, which is less than the average student would have scored. A 740. He thought he had a 1480. He started behaving like he had a 1480. He developed his skills as if he had a 1480, and he became a wealthy individual as if he had a 1480. And he began to tell the story saying, my life did not change the day I got a 1480 on the SAT because I never did. My life changed the day that I started acting like I got a 1480 on the SAT. Guys, that is a very powerful story that if we can harness, it will change our lives. You have more inside of you than you think you do. I'm confident of this. No matter how successful you are today, you have something that you want to accomplish in the future, no doubt. If you are extremely successful, you want more success. If you're not yet successful, you wish you had success. Changing your behavior, changing your mentality, and changing your perspective will change your world. And in this guy's atmosphere... He has not only changed his world, but he has changed other people's worlds because of his influence. All of that he accredits to a wrong score, which created the right attitude. So again, it's not that he actually scored a 1480. It's the fact that he behaved like he scored a 1480, and it changed his life. That is a powerful story, and I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not even going to add any more to it. I want you to think about that story 
and apply it to your life. Apply it to your your generosity. Apply it to your thankfulness. Apply it to someone that you no doubt are a hero to. Start acting like the hero you are to that person and you see how your life changes. I know it will. Okay, so we're 10 minutes in, which is a little bit farther down this show than what I had anticipated. I was hoping to get all of that done in about six minutes and still have some time to tell you a quick story. But my goodness, it's uh, it's Thanksgiving. Like we, We're just getting done with Thanksgiving. Who wants to talk about the stock market? Let's talk about some things that are going to change your life. Uh, retirement planning ultimately will change your life. So after this, after this quick break, we're going to do a real quick minute and a half break. Uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about the firm, how to contact us if you ever have any questions. But once we get through that break, I'm going to tell you a quick story that relates to retirement planning. I think it's going to illustrate a couple points. We're going to hit each and every point. And if we can get through that by the second break, then on the third break, I'm going to give you a couple things that you need to be aware of going into December, uh, specifically about your retirement plans. A few things that we want. I've got four bullet points. We're going to talk about four different things that you need to be attentive to in your retirement plan going into December. So we've got a really good show in store for you. Thanks for tuning in. That was our pause for positivity section. And we're going to get straight into the meat of the show right after this break. You're listening to the Retirement Matters Show with Dale Smothers. Dale is the founder and president of R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, serving the residents of Kentucky and Tennessee. We specialize in building retirement plans that allow you to walk away from the worry of running out of money. We are happy that you're listening in and hope you find value in this week's episode. If you'd like to listen to past episodes and find exclusive content and full-length interviews, search for the Retirement Matters Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice or visit us online at rdswealth.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. That website again is rdswealth.com. Unfortunately, for many retirees, they're simply trading in the stress of work for the stress and worry about their financial future. At R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, our goal is to help build you a retirement plan that provides a smooth transition away from the time clock and into the time of your life. So even if you're still waiting on work retirement, we want to help you retire now from the worry of retirement funding. If you'd like to chat with a member of our team, you can do so absolutely free by calling 270-600-PLAN. That's 270-600-PLAN. Visit us online at rdswealth.com and be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. All right, guys, so that first section was really good, really important, and it's actually going to bleed into a little bit about what we're going to be discussing here, all about mindset, mentality, how you've got to change that as you get closer to retirement. There are different phases of retirement, and I'm going to use a quick story, a personal story, to illustrate that point. I want to tell you about the first time that I went skiing. Uh, So if you've ever been snow skiing before, it's a totally different sport than any other sport. Uh, there's really not much to prep you for this. Snow skiing is is definitely a uh, an acquired skill, and and you'll you'll understand what I mean if you ever actually get out on the slopes. Now I've got a best friend who loves skiing, and so I decided that I was going to go uh, skiing one year. We decided we were all going to pile up and go celebrate uh, their birthday. 
Uh, the birthday's in December. We decided this trip was going to be to Vail, Colorado, which if you're not familiar with Vail, uh, if you don't know how to ski, I wouldn't recommend Vail being the first time <laughs> and the first place that you go. But we did find a really nice hill. Uh, we were told several times, several times, go get lessons. You really need to get lessons. If you don't get lessons, it's just not going to be as fun. But when we started looking at prices of lessons, we thought, man, this is just not something we want to spend a lot of money on. I think we will be fine. You know, we, I mean, we were told by, like I said, some people go get lessons, but other people were telling us, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You've got all these capabilities. You've played baseball. You've played, you've played soccer. You've played basketball. You ran cross country. You're an athletic guy. You're going to be fine. That's what I was told. Well, because it was cheaper, I decided to listen to that advice. (laughs) I decided to take the advice of, I'll be fine, I'll catch on, we're going to have a good time. So we go, we plan the whole day, and and it's a fairly expensive sport as well. We decide to you know buy some equipment, rent some equipment. We get out on the slopes, and the first thing I notice is that I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. I, I cannot, I cannot move with these skis. It's it's a totally different feeling than I'm used to. So I start on essentially a parking lot, and I'm going as slow as I can. I'm looking at people, watching what they're doing. I'm getting the hang of it, getting the hang of it. We're a group of four. You know, some of the guys are getting it, some of the guys aren't. We're all having a good time. Everybody's just having a really good time in their own world, getting the hang of just going. Well, about 30 to 40 minutes in, I feel confident that I'm understanding how to go. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, hey, you know what? I've got this. I'm going to go to a little bit of a hill. Now, when I talk about a hill, I want you to look at the front of your car if you're in your automobile and imagine that that's how much of a slope my heel had. Like, I mean, it's pretty flat. Like We're not talking about a great big heel here. We're talking about a real small bunny heel. It's not even a bunny heel. I wouldn't even, there was no chairlift to get up there. It was literally just me walking up this little incline and then allowing gravity to do its thing. Well, on the way down, it took me milliseconds to realize I have no idea how to stop. I figured out how to go, but I don't know how to stop. And I remember hearing things and people talking about, oh, yeah, you'll get it. No big deal. You know, you're athletic. Those people, right? They were telling me, just make pizza with your feet if you want to stop. Make french fries if you want to go, meaning straight up and down. You're parallel to one another. Your skis are parallel. Now, I've skied a few times since and I have gotten the hang of it. So now I can talk about it with a little bit of humor. (laughs) But at the time, I was thinking, okay, make pizza if I want to stop, french fries if I want to go. So I'm I'm sledding down this little bitty incline and I make pizza, but my pizza gets crossed up and it becomes an X. And at that point in time, I go tumbling head over heels. Now, this is the idea of stopping that I'm trying to master. It took me about two and a half to three hours in the day to master stopping on a little bitty slope. Well, we're getting close to the end of the day and we paid pretty good money to be up here. So I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm feeling a little more confident. I feel like I can turn a little bit. My pizza's, you know, in other words, my my stopping ability is holding up, okay? So I, I say, you know what? Forget it. I'm going up the chairlift. Well, a buddy of mine comes with me. We decide we're going to go up this chairlift, and we're going to take on this little bunny heel. It's a very, very s- small heel, but it is a heel. At this point, we're talking about a serious heel 
to a, an unexperienced skier, it's a pretty good size heel. Again, Vail, Colorado. We're not talking about something really small here. Uh, it's small in comparison to the others, but it's a pretty good heel. And I thought, you know what? The worst thing that can happen is that I just ditch off of these things and I maybe walk away with a couple bruises. <laughs> yeah. So I decide to uh, come down this hill and I get going. And first of all, uh, the event of the chairlift was was just as much of a learning at curve because they don't stop the chairlift. Have you ever been to a ski resort? They don't stop the chairlift. You have to ski off of the chairlift. Well, I've never skied before, so I'm skiing off of the chairlift, and I'm thinking, please stop the chairlift. Please stop. And and they don't. So I, I managed to get off of the chairlift successfully, uh, looking terrible, but I'm, I'm successful in getting off. I get to the edge of the hill. I push off, and down I go. I begin to go faster and faster and faster. And what happens is I get to the bottom, and I actually stop. It was a, it was a wonderful experience. I get back on the chairlift. I decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this again. I'm going back up to the top of the hill. I get off of the chairlift. I come to the edge of the hill. I push off. And this time, I got a little brave. I begin to do a little, a couple curves, a little you know, side-to-side motion. And at that time, when I decided to stop, I crossed up and I went flying. My right ski went to the left. My left ski went to the right. They flew off my feet. And I go sliding down the hill, forcefully sliding down the hill. I get about halfway down the hill on my back. And about this time, a team of kindergartners come gracefully skiing down this same hill. And it is total humiliation. Now, those kindergartners are with an instructor. And what I realized is that this is so much like retirement planning. If we're not careful, we will try to go at this thing alone When in reality, it would behoove us a great deal to get advice. There's a lot of parallels here with retirement planning. You know, the getting started part is not as difficult as the stopping part. The investing at the beginning of retirement plan is not that difficult. You literally get on this exchange that we would call the S&P 500, perhaps. It's going to take you to the top of the mountain. You're going to have a little bumps and humps and, and, and turbulence along the way, but you're going to get to the top of the mountain. It's built to get you there. But it's coming down that hill that is the dangerous part. Going up, according to the stock market, is not that difficult. You put the money in there, you give it the time, and compound interest does its thing. But coming down, turning that money now into income, is extremely difficult. If you don't know what you're doing and we see too many people who have one shot to make it down the hill one they can't do it multiple times like I did with skiing now the funny thing is that first time I actually made it down the hill but let me tell you how enjoyable it was it wasn't it wasn't enjoyable because I was too concentrated on every little technical detail and by the time I got to the bottom of the hill I didn't even remember what had taken place on the hill. I couldn't have told you how many people I've asked. I couldn't have told you if anybody was clapping or if anybody was laughing. I did not know because I was too concentrated on my skis. The same thing happens in retirement. If you go about this worried that you're going to make a mistake, you forget to enjoy the journey. You forget to enjoy what you're there to do, which is skiing. 
No one signs up to go to Vail, Colorado to say, let me hope I don't break my leg today. No one in their right mind signs up to go to the top of the hill just to look down the hill and say, "Woo, this is going to be fun. I'm going to put all of my concentration into making sure that I don't kill myself. For the next 15 minutes making it down this hill, I'm going to do it so good that I don't kill myself. That's not the fun in skiing. Skiing is only fun once you know how to ski. Retiring can only be fun if you know how to turn on the income you need to retire. We teach you how to retire well. We teach you how to enjoy it just as much as those kindergartners were skiing past me as an instructor ran up to make sure I was okay. I I literally still have hip pain (laughs) from this major fall that I took. The second time I went skiing, the first time I made it, but I had no fun. There was no enjoyment. There was absolutely nothing but going down the hill as straight as I possibly could and then worrying for the last 100 feet. If I don't stop correctly, I'm going to hit a tree. That was what was going through my head. I didn't enjoy that first time. The second time I thought, okay, I've got this down. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to enjoy this a little bit. And everything went the wrong direction. I want to tell you something. You only have one time to make retirement work for you. You only have one time to make retirement work for you. And we want to be there alongside of you to make sure you can enjoy the ride. We're going to give you the ability to find a purpose in retirement, to make someone's life a little better in retirement, to spend more time with the people you love in retirement, to make sure that you do not have to worry about running out of money in the market, no matter what the market's doing. In retirement, money should not be a worry for you. If it is, then you're most likely, just like I was, skiing down this hill at 50 and 60 miles an hour extremely fast for your skill level and worrying every second that you will not be able to do what you desire to do. In my instance, it was to stop without hitting a tree. For most retirees, it's to be able to enjoy the fruits of their labor, all of the hard work that they have put in, the hours that they have sacrificed, the time and the money that they have set aside, the, 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 the vacations they haven't went on, the times they haven't been able to see their children or their grandchildren because they were trying to just work for that extra dollar. That is sacrifice that you have given to be here now where you are. We're going to be here for you for the rest of your journey for you to lean on. That's our commitment to you. 270 plan. That's how you can get in touch with me or a member of my team. And if you're like a lot of people we've talked to, you've been given the advice of just put it in the mutual fund, let it sit there, and you're going to be okay. That's the same equivalent advice as what I was given that says, you know what? You, you are an athlete. You know what you're doing. You've played basketball. You've played baseball. You're going to be fine. Just just go, spend a few hours, learn how to manipulate the skis, and you'll be fine. That's what I was told. And now I was also told, seek an advisor. But you know what? You know what I ended up doing? I ended up doing it on my own because I felt like that was the more cost-efficient way. But the reality is I spent a whole day 
literally not learning a thing except worry. Do not kill yourself, Dale. Do not break your hip, Dale. Do not break your kneecap, Dale. That's what I was worried about. I spent the whole day, the whole ski pass, worrying. We are going to commit to you as a firm, RD Smothers Wealth Management. We're going to commit that you do not have to worry in your retirement journey. We're going to make sure that we've built this thing in a way where that you can have a retirement that is free from worry. A retirement that does not consist of concerning yourself with running out of money. We're here for you. We are going to be a team that you can lean on to make sure that this single trip down a ski slope that we call retirement, you have one trip, one time to do it. We're going to make sure it's an enjoyable ride for you. That's our commitment. 270-600-PLAN. If you are working with an advisor who you are not 100% confident, they have changed your approach for retirement, specifically for retirement income, and you are two to three years from retirement, you need to be talking to someone who specializes in retirement planning. There's a lot of difference between riding up the chairlift and coming down the hill, as we illustrated in our story. There's a lot of difference there. Anyone can put money to mutual funds, and they will grow. At this point in time, if you're two to three years from retirement, you are standing at the edge of the hill about to ski down. And if you're in retirement, you are on your way towards the proverbial tree. If you know how to stop, you're fine. But if you don't, you need to be talking to someone. If someone's not taught you specifically how to generate income from your account and not have to worry about the stock market... Give us a call, 270-600-PLAN. We will make sure that this ride down the hill is everything and more that you could have imagined. All right, guys, that's the end of our show. And as you're very well aware, I did talk through our second break, which is fine. That was a very good illustration. I think it illustrated a wonderful point. I hope you understood it. And if we could help you in any way in making your trip a little bit better, 270-600-PLAN, we'd be happy to assist you. There are a couple of things that I need to hit. I have a minute and a half to hit two very specific points, extremely important. Both of these have a deadline of December the 31st. You need to be paying attention to your RMDs, Required Minimum Distributions. If you're not familiar with those and you feel like you may have a required minimum distribution, call us, 270-600-PLAN. If you're over the age of 72 and you have a retirement account that still has money in it and you have not taken your RMD, you're going to want to do so. There's a steep penalty for not doing that. 270-600-PLAN. The last thing I want to touch on is the Roth IRA. Converting your IRAs to Roth IRAs right now in the market conditions that we have is a perfect way to not only save yourself in taxes in the long run, but also magnify the amount of money that you have tax-free in the future. If you'd like more information about that, my team is ready to discuss those options. 270-600-PLAN. Listen, guys, it is always a wonderful pleasure to talk to you, and I appreciate you tuning in each and every week. We have a lot of information that we are looking forward to getting to you over the next year. We've got just a few more weeks in this year. The year has flown by, but I enjoy each and every week sitting down and talking specifically to you about your situations, about your questions. If you have questions, call them in, 270-600-PLAN. Give us a good uh, idea of what you're looking for, and we will be sure to address it in the show. Until we talk again next week, always remember to save money, plan well, and live happy. And as we talked about in our Pause for Positivity, living happy has a lot to do with our perception of life. 
Happy Thanksgiving and God bless. Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Artie's Mother's Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Artie's Mother's Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained here and provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Artie's Mother's Wealth Management.